Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, House Bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop House Bill 728. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always, always glad that you are with me. It is about to be the start of a new week anyway, and the big question for the week is how much do scrimmages matter? That was uh, the big story last week going into the weekend. Everybody was focused, hyper-focused on the results of Saturday's scrimmage in Vaught-Hemingway where fans actually got to go watch a game setting and the quarterback battle, and that's really the only game setting that we're going to get, at least we, the people that aren't on the coaching staff or on the team are going to get to see between these two guys before they actually take a snap in the first game. And the, the, the hype around this is kind of Lane Kiffin's fault, right? He said at a press conference leading up to this game, that or this game, the scrimmage, see, I'm even calling it a game. He said that scrimmages do, the game settings do carry more weight than team period at practice. There is absolutely a difference between scrimmage performance and practice performance. And so a lot of people were really, me included, were really paying close attention to what happened on Saturday. We got some results. We're going to talk about those today. And I'm going to play what he said for you uh, after the scrimmage on Saturday right here on the Rebel Report. Again, my name is Michael Borky. Don't forget to follow Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, whichever channel or, or platform you use, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Follow, subscribe, like those pages. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get them. Just pull out your phone because your phone's got one. Go to your phone's podcast app. Search Rebel Report, subscribe, and if you like what you hear, leave a rating and a review. That would be greatly appreciated. So, how important was that? That's the big question, and we don't know. Lane Kiffin, you'll hear, didn't really give much after he was actually highly critical of both of his quarterbacks in the competition while calling Kincaid Dent the MVP. A bit of a troll job there, but that's okay. Uh, He was highly critical of both, didn't, didn't really... Uh, and and he should, by the way. Why there was no praise uh, for specifically Jackson Dart's good day? Because I don't think he wants to give one. Uh, it seems like with quarterbacks, he's a bit of a perfectionist anyway. And neither one was perfect. There, there's a lot to learn from these young quarterbacks, despite one having a good day and one having a not-so-good day. Uh, there is a lot to learn. So... um he didn't really say anything positive about Jackson Dart or Luke Altmeyer after after the scrimmage. Why is that? Why no praise? Because he doesn't want to tip his hand uh, at all. There's still two weeks left in this competition, at least. Uh, there still is another closed scrimmage uh, to fans and media next Saturday. So it's not over yet, and he didn't want to give... Uh, people a false sense of what is going on because it it hasn't been decided yet. Jackson Dart has not won this job despite having a really good day on Saturday. Maybe he separated, but he he certainly has not won the job, and Luke Altmaier didn't lose the job. 
so why give people any idea that that something happened? So anyway, how important was that? It's hard to tell, but you do know that he he weighs that more because he said it himself. He weighs that more than uh, your typical practice. Jackson Dart clearly won the day. I've seen a couple of different stat numbers from the day. Uh, Nick Suss, for example, said Dart was 14 of 17 for 207 and two touchdowns, while Altmeyer was 13 of 20 for 126. One interception he got credited for, but the stripes took two uh, away. The one interception he was given credit for, as I understand it, was one that's not even really his fault. So the two that he, he wasn't credited with uh, were, were the bad decisions, the bad throws, and the one that he was, it's just kind of a, a black mark on a stat sheet that shouldn't belong there. But uh, I've seen others with similar discrepancies, but not exactly those numbers. Uh, you just kind of have to go with with who you trust there. But Nick, uh, of course, of the Clarion Ledger, as everybody knows, um, that was those were his numbers. That was his charting. And Jackson Dart, uh, you saw it if you were there. Uh, you read it if uh, you weren't, and you read all the practice reports. It, it was a consensus thing. Usually, in uh, in my business, if you are going with the consensus, there's a chance that you're wrong. I mean, people say the same thing in gambling, right? Like if the public loves this team to win this game, you should strongly consider going the opposite way. Um, In the opinion business, you're not supposed to have the mainstream opinion, but it seems pretty clear that it's not an opinion. It's just an objective fact that Jackson Dart was simply better on Saturday. They, he started with the twos against the twos and then they, they flipped periodically during the scrimmage, so it wasn't like he was just getting to beat up on bad defenses while Luke Altmeyer had a really, really good defense, and that was how that shook out. It didn't really go down like that. Jackson Dart clearly won the day. And you saw, as I've mentioned before, at least in my opinion, there is a higher ceiling, a higher talent ceiling with Dart, and you saw that on Saturday. It, that he has a higher talent ceiling. Now, that does not mean that Altmaier is some kind of bum or something. He's a blue chipper himself. He's got a lot of talent and ability. He's also a young quarterback, has a lot of room to grow. Uh, but uh, I think you saw it. He he clearly won the day, the only day in the game setting that we get to see. So it's a bit of an overreaction. Of course it is. Uh, we don't get to see these guys every day like the coaches do. And we don't watch the games the same way the coaches do either. I mean, they they see things that we don't even know exist. You know, it's a completely different thing. But from everybody's vantage point, one had a better day than the other. And the next thing, the most important thing, is there's been this – I don't even know if it's true or not. There's been this narrative, this concept or whatever, that that Altmaier is the safer – pick and he's the one that doesn't turn the ball over and he's safer and Jackson Dart's more risky and he's a gunslinger and that that's that's been the the thing that's painted and maybe there's there's some truth to that but if your conservative option if your safer option is the one that's turning the football over then that's not going to win a job that's not going to win a job anywhere but that's especially not going to win a job uh, for Lane Kiffin considering how he coaches if you are the one that takes fewer shots downfield and you're the one turning the football over, which is what happened on Saturday, that is, um, that's not going to win you a job. Now, Kiffin, you'll hear in a little bit, was was critical of holding on to the football too long a couple of times where they let a play go through. 
that uh, would have been a sack. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Again, we don't watch the games the same way they do. But um, in terms of throwing the football, passing mistakes, bad decisions, it, it was not the alleged gunslinger. It was uh, the conservative guy. The uh, The safer option was the one turning the football over. You can't have uh, that in a Lane Kiffin offense. So th- that's... It's one day. It's just one day. Does it mean again? Does it mean Jackson Dart won the job? No, but he did have the better day, and he he flashed his um, his upside, which is incredibly high. Uh, he, he's got a good deep ball. He, he's athletic enough. Uh, he he's got arm talent that can certainly play at the uh, at the next level. So it's just one day, though. Uh, they're going to factor everything into the into this decision, but when Kiffin says the scrimmages matter more and one pretty strongly outperforms the other, you have to think that it means something. So that that just has to be taken for what it's worth, which is just one day in a controlled scrimmage environment. But you, you saw why they wanted Jackson Dart so bad. Um, he's a talented guy. And I've said this before to you guys. Uh, I'll say it again on the radio this afternoon. Uh, I have noticed it's not near as emotional. But the uh, the Plumley Corral dynamic should have taught us something, and I think it did for some people, but not everybody. There's uh, people have already made their decision, have drawn lines, and and picked who their guy is. Some people. I told you, I think I told you on Wednesday uh, about a message I got about how I'm w- with my platform doing a disservice um, because I should be hyping up the Mississippi kid. And uh, that that dynamic's kind of I've already seen it. Um, it's not just one place, and I don't know how prevalent it is. But um, whoever wins this job is going to be your guy. Whoever loses this job is still your guy. They're both going to be wearing your uniforms, and there's a great chance that both of them have to play this year, regardless, because football is a pretty violent game, and things happen in a pretty violent game. Luke Altmyer had to play last year with Matt Corral as your quarterback, so it, it does happen and uh, I would just encourage you not to pick sides I think I've already said this to you but it bears repeating because I've seen some of that if Luke Holtmeyer wins the job it's because he earned uh, the win and he's your guy and if Jackson Dart wins the job it's because he earned it and and he is your guy regardless of where he's he's from so uh, I only say this because I know and you heard Kiffin say it last week that that kind of stuff does seep into the locker room. The message board postings, the Twitter, the stuff like that, it it does seep into the locker room. It absolutely 100% seeps into the locker room. It does. Um, So support whoever it is. Don't pick a side. They're both your quarterback, both of them, and you'll probably see both of them play this year. So don't pick sides because that Corral Plumley dynamic absolutely seeped into the locker room. It did. They heard it. They felt it. It was there. They, they can say that they they block out outside noise. They don't. They hear it. They're college kids in the technology age. They, they see it all. The social media age. They know. Anyway, other stuff from the scrimmage. Uh, I love the uh, the NFL approach that Lane Kiffin takes with uh, with stuff like this. Um. Nick Broker barely played because that's what happens with NFL players. 
uh, he, he's a veteran. He got a veteran day. He took a few snaps just to get his feet wet, and then they get him out because why do they need Nick Broker to take a lot of snaps in a scrimmage? They know exactly what he can do. He knows every assignment that he needs. It's all good. Otis Reese, I think, was was similar. Those two guys aren't battling for a spot, so there's no reason to get them hurt in this setting. You know exactly what they're capable of. Uh, apparently, they like the kind of shape they're in. I just appreciate that. You've got some coaches that are still about uh, you know, just knocking heads and and all that stuff. You, you don't have to do that. You, you've got four weeks of practice. These guys have been in your system. Uh, this is their third year. They've played a ton of college football, and guys like them have played a ton of college football. You, you just don't need to get them killed in a scrimmage setting. That, that just that benefits nobody. Despite the uh, the hard nose guys say that. You know, this generation's getting soft or whatever. No, this generation's getting smart. Nick Broker is gonna if they if they keep handling him this way, he'll he'll be available for the first game and he won't get injured in practice if they keep handling him this way. Knock on wood. Um so I like that. I I like how he does in some cases handle a college football program like an NFL team would. And there's a lot of benefits to that, that being one. There's no reason to kill your veteran soon-to-be NFL offensive lineman in a scrimmage. There's just no reason for it. Um, the running back room visually looks like people think it would be their four deep, um, especially um, Bentley and Judkins are are flashing like crazy. People are in love with those two guys. Uh, so even if uh, Zach Evans struggles to stay healthy again or whatever, you've got a stable, a stable of, uh, of running backs – like I said uh, last week, they like their group of wide receivers uh, more than they did going into camp, I believe. They, they think they've got some talent there. But everybody's hyper-focused on the quarterbacks, as they should be. And uh, for one day, and that needs to be stressed, for one day, Jackson Dart won the day. What does that mean? Maybe he's ahead. Maybe not. We'll see in three weeks because that's they don't need to make a decision. Until until three weeks. So, anyway. Uh, I'll play Lane Kiffin for you next. There's a, a few interesting things uh, in here, uh, except for somebody asking about the crowd. That wasn't interesting at all. It's a scrimmage. What? Anyway, other good stuff in here, though, um, from, uh, from Lane Kiffin after the scrimmage. So, I'll play that for you after I remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website if you're in the market for office technology. So, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines down to cloud storage and data security, if it's technology, if it is in your office and you are located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, ABSMS.com is the website. You tell them I sent you. And you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is. They will find a solution for you on me, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue in Oxford. If you're going to be cooking with meat, there's no better place in the state to do that. When you go tell uh, Greg and the good people there that I sent you, they'll hook you up. They also have daily lunch specials. If you don't feel like doing the cooking, they will do it for you. Again, LB's Meat, just across from Kroger on University in Oxford. Okay, here is I, – I like listening to the coach press conferences. I think you learn a lot in some cases. Sometimes Lane Kiffin's so subdued he doesn't tell you anything. But I think you learn a lot when you really listen to these. So if you guys don't like them, just let me know. I, I will stop you know, putting these in here for you. 
Um, but I think I learn a lot listening to to coaches. So here is Lane Kiffin uh, after the the scrimmage where he refuses to praise his quarterbacks um, and other good stuff in here as well. So here's Lane Kiffin now, and that will end the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Here's uh, Lane Kiffin, and I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Okay, so you know, you guys that have been around here, you know, don't make a lot of evaluations off the scrimmages until we go watch it. Um, you know, a lot of guys getting to play out there and first chance of seeing guys tackle, so um, that'll be a really good eval to go watch closer. Um, so, like I said, this was an important scrimmage because there's so many new players, so many new pieces, losing so many pe- people last year, so this will be a very good evaluation to go to go watch closely here today. Hey, Coach, can, uh, can you give us just a little bit of evaluation of your offensive line with Brooks going out, Broker not being in there, and the other guys going in? Yeah, again, we're not playing a game today, so, you know, there are certain people we didn't play the whole time, um, and some maybe that were hurt that we didn't push to play, uh, or maybe we would have been a game. Nick was not an injury-related thing, just wanted to play him a few snaps and get him out and see some other guys move around, so... You know, I think that our first D-line, when they're playing well, presents a challenge, um, you know, in pass rush situations. And we had some issues there again today. So, again, we're not game planning against our defense. Um, So we would adjust a little differently if we were. But that's a good problem for us to have, obviously, on the other side defensively because my opinion, we've not had a good, um, you know, rushers across the board quality in the two years we've been here. We've had some good ones, but not all the way across the board and with depth. So uh, that's good because it's a hard position to recruit, especially if you're not just able to sign all the five stars. And that's a hard position to turn around. Um, so you guys have done a good job recruiting, especially in the portal, because, you know, you look out at that defensive line, Majority of those guys were not signed here out of high school. So, um, and then Randall's done a good job developing them. Coach, can you just give us can you give us a raw evaluation of your three quarterbacks today? Yeah, I thought the first two guys didn't play great. Um, you know, and and took too many sacks. Even though we're not hitting them, you know, that would have been sacks. I thought Kincaid played really well. Um, you know, we play a little game in the quarterback room and predicting the MVPs for the days and guessing. And I would like to go on record that I picked Kincaid Dent to be the MVP today. And so that may have had something to do with the play calling down there to get him some extra touchdown passes to win that bet. But he did a good job, made a lot of plays. Uh, kind of like all these questions, kind of an eyeball assessment of, of the linebackers and secondary. It felt like there was some quickness uh, to the ball on that side of it. Yeah, we have some injuries in the secondary, especially at safety. Um, so our depth is challenged there. Um, you know, and we gave up some some bigger plays with the twos, um, including a 99-yard drive. So a lot of work to do. And, um, you know, and some of the guys we didn't play all the way through, they're like Otis Reese. Um, also, 
So kind of like a preseason game a little bit, you know, the way we look at it, kind of pro mentality. So you saw some guys not play or play very little, kind of like you would in a preseason game versus just playing them all the way through. I know it's hard for you to say anything about individuals, but it looked like J.J. Pegues stood out pretty well today. What kind of camp has he had? J.J. has stood out the entire camp. He did a good job in spring, but he's really improved. And, um, you know, in my opinion, he's got a chance to be a really big-time, you know, D-tackle in this league that's had a million of them and better than any conference. So um, he's got a chance to do that. And, you know, sometimes it's better second time around. So we lost him the first time and got him back now. So they coached him up, and now we get him back. Obviously, you guys still have to watch all the film and stuff, but just impressions on the running backs. Also looked like Judkins uh, was, was, was pretty uh, – you can talk about him a lot this uh, over the last few weeks. Looks like he, he did what you were talking about. Yeah, Q has really performed really well for a freshman especially. Um, as you can see, physically, he looks mature out there, not like a freshman. And so, um, you know, he's got a chance to, to be really special. And it was good to see him in a game-like situation uh, perform like that. So he's got a chance to be really good. I know receivers, another one of those spots that you had some guys injured, guys limited. But what you saw from some of those guys like J.J. Henry that were kind of stepping in and filling those roles? Yeah, I don't mean to sound, you know, just – same line on the guys you guys are asking, but you hit three in a row that have had great camps, and um, JJ has really done a great job in in taking it to another level. So um, I like that because it's an example of a guy that stays, doesn't play as much as they like, and doesn't you know just go to the next, take his ball and go home. You know he stayed and and worked through some challenges and and outperformed really well. I know people are just getting back into campus, and you know that too. Are you happy with the crowd today? Or? I don't know. I'm not really worried about that, so I didn't pay much attention. I mean, we opened it up because um, Kyle wanted to do to be nice. So, um, so I'm sure everybody filmed today, and every opponent has our our plays now. But you know, we're just here to be nice to everybody. Lena, I think Cruz was seven for nine on field goal attempts. So he hit his first seven, missed his last two. Uh, looked pretty good out there today. What do you think about him? Well, that'd be a whole season's worth of kicks the way we do it. So, um, you know, you guys have heard the story. He beat us at FAU on a long one. Um, he's kicked really well, really smooth. Um, you know, sometimes you get good kickers, but maybe right down the middle then way over here he's been really smooth and accurate so uh, that's been awesome hey you guys have also added a punter to your roster can you talk a little bit about him yeah i don't know a whole lot about him i think he was down at the frat house you know like at a keg party or something you know where they got him <laughs> from so we got some conditioning work to do with my guy but um we just said hey someone go find a punter around campus and so we found one that actually used to punt in division one so, you never know. Anything else, Coach? Yeah. Coach, what about uh, the freshman tight end? He's, he's shown out out there. What about out here in game conditions? Yeah. Um, really special talent. Um, cool story. I think he was a two-star player or something like that. And um, has looked awesome. And usually these guys are kind of worn down and 
you know, usually not very functional at this point as um, true freshman at this point in camp. And so to see him physically and mentally still going um, is awesome, and he's got a chance to be really good. All right. Thanks, guys. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.